This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Ryan Steiskel and Joe Peterson. How's it going tonight, guys? Good. Going good. good. I <laughs> just realized I read it in a different order, and it's literally because we are we are doing video here for the first time. Like, we're, we're actually looking at each other right now, which is a new experience, and I, uh, I see Ryan on, uh, ahead of Joe, so Ryan, you're ahead of Joe tonight, it's so begun. Weird. We've been doing this for how many years? <laughs> we're like we're yeah. approaching 200 episodes, and yeah, this is 199 because we 199, we, uh, and so yeah. maybe. But we're we're doing this as a test, of course. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll do. Maybe well, this is what we start with 200, or this, we don't. We'll see how it goes. Is, to to people at home, like that are uh, really confused about what we're talking about. We do, we do are not all in the same location when we record the show. We're actually in, uh, uh, different cities and different states. And, uh, we, um, get together on Skype states of mind, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So we get together on Skype and record via Skype. That's how we talk to each other. And, um, we just, for some reason, uh, decided we're going to turn the video feed on for, one of the first times ever. I feel like we did this one other time randomly, but it wasn't when we recorded a show. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're all very interested in this. By the way, that's a good good thing to lead with. But <laughs> now I get to finally see what Ryan does while we're recording episodes. I, it ain't I draw. pretty. Oh, it is pretty. <laughs> I'll be describing it in detail throughout the episode. <laughs> the entire thing. Ryan's looking very down into the left. <laughs> now it's down to the right. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah. What else, is, it, what else is new, guys? Just. Uh, oh, I had like a super nice weekend. Like finally the weather broke. I guess we still have to do like a video version of the weather cards coming from the east. Yeah, you could put um, the graphics up now. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was like actually just kind of sat out, just got some sun, grilled. Didn't do too much like to get the yard ready because I knew it was going to get cold and rainy like it's been since Sunday. Yeah. But uh, you know, at least we we got a, a little treatment that it's coming. It's getting warmer. It's getting nicer. Pretty soon, I'll be recording from the garage again, which will be really fun. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it was nice out. We did we kind of the same. We uh, tried to get out a little bit this weekend. And, yeah, and we you know it. what? If, if I may, I think I know how I'm going to sue this in, which would be... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of things not aging well... <laughs> yeah. This movie. <laughs> yeah. The movie, we're, the movie we are going to review tonight could... An alternate title for it could be Things Not Aging Well, the movie, because that's uh, exactly what this ends up being. It's uh, yeah. That movie, of course, is uh, 1994's PCU. You might think you know about school, but I got something to say to you. What are you, a narc? No, no, I'm, I'm a pre-frosh. I'm, a mission's arranged for me to uh, spend the night at, at your frat. Well, here's all you need to know. Classes, nothing before 11. Beer, it's your best friend, you drink a lot of it. Women, you're freshmen, so it's pretty much out of the question. It's a whole new ball game on campus these days, and they call it PC. Politically correct. What do we eat? What happened to the ozone layer? It was last week. Well, now it's me. Let's do lunch. Pride of the Port Chester Sports Program, Tom. Hippie Olympics. Hey, it's the 90s. We'll take what we can get. Gays in the military now. Free Nelson Mandela. They tried him already. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to revive an ancient tradition we seem to have long forgotten. You guys are talking about a party. Meet Dave and Dave are on beer. Toss them in back. Sunroof. 
right. <laughs> What's everybody doing? Finishing their feces, Buzzhead. <laughs> what? Am I okay on that side? That's good. Play Metallica and they will come. Yeah, I think so. What happened to that cute preppy cake? You're gonna wear the shirt of the band you're gonna go see. Don't be that guy. You know, this place is kind of insane. PCU! Prepare yourself for initiation. Directed by Hart Bachner. Um, yeah, as I said, Jeremy started Jeremy Piven, uh, Chris Young, David Spade, Megan Ward, Sarah Trigger, and the late great Jessica Walter, who is wasted, of course. Everything in this movie is essentially a waste. But and uh, anyway, John Favreau. Yeah, early role of John Favreau. I don't know if it's a is it an introducing. I'm not sure, but he looks younger than I've ever seen him in anything before in this movie. So it's not, he did a movie Luke prior to this. Did he? Okay. In '93, yeah, uh, I, I forgot what it was. Uh, looks like oh, the lead Rudy. singer. It's Rudy. He looks like the oh, lead right. singer of Counting okay. Crows. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah, <laughs> like a buff version of Adam Duritz. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, buff ish. Yeah, buffish. Puffish. He, he, He's big for John Favreau. I never, I don't really imagine John Favreau being a big man usually, and he's he's very big in this movie. Like, yeah, but he definitely fluctuates. John, looking at like the he Mandalorian, does. like behind the scene things. Yeah, like, you can tell like when 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 a scene was shot pre pandemic and post pandemic. Yeah. Uh, like, yes. He does as we all do. It's uh yeah makes him that much more likable. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been real happy with his contributions thus far. Um, So yeah, PCU. uh, Nervous high school senior Tom Lawrence visits Port Chester University, where he gets a taste of politically correct college life when he's guided by fraternity wild man Draws and his housemates at the Pit. But Draws and his pals have rivals in nasty preppy Rand McPherson and the school's steely president. Uh, with their house threatened with expulsion, Draws and the company decide to throw a raging party where the various factions will collide. Um, I will say that I get now, which I didn't know prior to seeing this movie and then that thing, that like the whole joke of this movie, PCU, is making fun of political correctness. Because in early yeah. 90s, of course, that would be like the liber- liberal comedian talking point. Um, yeah. but the irony being like, Hey, look, we're making fun of all these politically correct people and then see how poorly this m- movie is filmed. <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah. And the fact that they just go for low hanging fruit the whole time, yeah. it's just a really, I don't know. Like, I will say it's yeah. the only times that you would ever see like a Republican played by David Spade, um, and, and a politically correct, uh, liberal, whatever, is a derogatory term like nazi whatever uh mm. it was jessica walter like work together with a common goal i'm like that's bipartisanship yeah. right there <laughs> yeah unfortunately the entire world's turned to some there everybody's either a david spade or a jessica walter in this movie there are there are no more no i'm, I'm romanticizing it way too much this movie <laughs> yeah. does not do a good job of making that point really so I yeah mean, I, had a, tra- I had a hard time figuring out exactly like what now yeah. going back, or at least viewing it in this lens, uh, because I'd seen it before, many times, and at one point liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back at it now, it's just like, what? What's the message? Who is? This well, is not how history ended up going. Like this. Like, who are we prediction. talking to here? Well, yeah, well who, this movie is saying that you, in the end, you want to be a Jeremy Piven, and nobody wants to be a Jeremy Piven. No, in God. <laughs> I don't well, even think Jeremy Piven uh, wants to be I, Jeremy Piven. I kind of hope not. Even in 1994, this guy wasn't cool. How is he the cool guy in this whole thing? His like fucking belt. I mean, yeah, off. his oh, tucked-in shirt and his belt and his yeah. Like, he's I a don't mul- know. he's a he's a multi-year senior, and this is like yeah, those are the cool guys. And I can tell you, as a multi-year senior, 
No, we're not. We're people what, like, what did I fuck up? I did something what, wrong here. What struck me about Jeremy Piven's performance in this movie uh, really hit me on this viewing from the very first scene he's in, where he's asleep on his bed with a lit cigarette. Oh my god! In yeah. his mouth, which doesn't make any sense. And the the the, the prefresh kind of wakes him up, and he's just like grabs him. He's like coffee. So he's got oh he's got to do the need my coffee to function joke and he's smoking a cigarette now he's a fast talking douchebag guy, and it's like but from that moment throughout the entire film he is perfectly consistent as an unlikable piece of shit. Yeah, I thought from I beginning thought. to end he gave it his all <laughs> at you hating this guy. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that when he says coffee, that cigarette totally, that lit cigarette totally falls into his fucking mouth. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it does. That instantly, I'm just like, oh, my God. Did John Favreau just eat that cigarette? Because, mind you, I didn't know that was Jeremy Piven right away. They look very fucking similar in a <laughs> hazy, poorly rendered <laughs> 1993 movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I, he totally, I'm like... That man just fucking ate the cigarette and they just cut away instantly to the next part of the scene. Oh, but I'm just like, you fucking, like, I want to see that finished clip. I want to see him cough that out. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Joe, too to your, cool. Yeah, to your point of him being a total unlikable douche, um, I don't feel like there are any likable characters in this entire movie. No. no. There was nobody to root for. Like, everybody was... And some of them for all the wrong reasons, because they were basically, you know, stereotypes. Cookie cutters of, you know, whatever Every they were trying single, to make yeah. fun of. Whatever PC... What they see as PC groups, you know, the feminists and the vegans and the the the, the black activists. And um, they literally take a shot at about any anybody that has any kind of a... Any kind of a interest that's political outside of I just want to party at school. Yeah, you know? um, well, because that's like this who movie we're supposed ha- makes to me feel like Joe Rogan has this on his top ten. Yeah, yeah. like currently, yeah. and that's <laughs> right. like that's not a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, see, like I remember seeing this in late high school or early college, and th- I think it was I think I saw it in late high school and was like, oh, that seemed fun and funny because oh, the guy's a smart ass because it was the mid '90s, right? I mean, it's um, every college film, thing. right? Yeah. But you know, Animal House, but they forgot to make this one funny at they, all. Like, there's they, at least some. <laughs> the only funny factors. stuff in this is is like just silly you? little side things, you know, that have stuck with me. But none of the actual gags land. But, you know, the obvious comparison to this is like, oh, it's a pale imitation of Animal House because you've got like the rowdy frat house, essentially, mm-hmm. um, trying to stick it to the dean. Why the preps are on the side. While the, the, while, while the waspy yeah. preps are on their side. Yeah, okay. It's the same movie. Animal House was the first one to do it. And they had a great cast in doing it and the soundtrack and all that. It was the first, right? Yeah. I was well, actually they, thinking... they had a script that actually had some funny, like some actual jokes right. in it. And not, you know, like... um, and, yeah. And then I, I got to think, after watching this one t- today, I got to thinking about other like college movies from the 90s. Oh, or early Van 2000s. Wilder in the early Van 2000s. Wilder. But, you know, at least yeah. Van Wilder, like he has growth as a character like there's an arc there yeah there's no arc here (laughs) there's nothing to be learned um and i was trying to think of like other college movies like you know road trip road trip for some reason and again there's an arc there it might be a dumb one but there's it's it's a dumb movie but it's not as bad as this one like yeah this movie elevated a lot of a lot of stuff that probably doesn't deserve to be elevated in my mind pretty like you know pretty immediately after watching it even to the point where i was like oh crap this is gonna make deuce bigelow look like a good movie so this this you just admitted that a film starring tom (laughs) green who spends half the movie talking to a snake is a better film than than this uh, yeah, I'm, usually, I'm that you're one. not wrong. <laughs> usually, these kind of films, like despite like all the crap, they usually like will just have like a random fucking boob scene. We do these and all. I'll, just I'll, like, I'll get someone doesn't do that. Like, and I have to admit, yeah. not not that I'm somebody who needs them, but even I'll say like, God, even this movie needed that. that like the know, closest you get is a poorly fucking Xerox like picture of a woman. No, in, you do see a, a, a you do with see Jessica a Walters' face on it. 
You do see a butt naked guy at the end who comes to the party. Oh, yeah. yeah. Naked guy. You do see a long-haired naked guy. Which was, butt. like, one of the only kind of chuckle jokes that I got in there. And at that point, I think it was just almost like because I just was like, that was the best thing they had. I don't know. Well, even like, even in the movie, there's a scene where a guy whose his whole thesis is watching, like, something with movies. And there's this re- this joke that was that came up later. It's just like, hey, tell me about that one shower scene. Then he's just like, hey, look, the shower scene. And we just watched them watch the boob fucking scene. Yeah. Which is it weird. Did, it did feel really weird. I mean, it's, it's, in poor taste, some, that is sometimes, like, there there weren't any it's boobs in this movie. Because yeah. it feels like it's just, it's that kind of movie, right? You're expecting, like, like okay, where's like, the I'm gratuitous out. nudity scene coming up yeah. here? You know, where's the Animal House or Revenge of the Nerds type <laughs> Uh yeah, it was an exploitation. Just, this doesn't really have anything like that. There's not even. God, I sound there's terrible not, even bringing up. There's there's no girls in bikinis in this movie. And there's, I there's really not much that, sexual content. There, there's some, there's there's some jokes, but like yeah, yeah. There's jokes about getting laid, like vague getting laid jokes. Um, there's the the young pre freshman who isn't you know he's staring at the one girl's butt. When she's on oh, the right. ladder, you know, and she you know. ended up liking him anyways. So. Yeah. yeah, and so he's like, like, like right up in her butt too, like just like it, being yeah. weird. Yeah, and she's like, I, I, "Ooh, what a charming fellow!" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's cute. I I also have a note here, um, just about how like I saw this in early or late high school, early college, and thought there were some funny parts, but my god. I have a note here. This makes Empire Records amusing, and I really fucking hate Empire Records. Um, we'll no. save that for another discussion another time. But um, John Favreau, I'm really glad he survived this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think that character was supposed to be humorous, and it just. I actually thought his character was one of the funnier. Like, in the scene when he gets super ripped. Well, okay, so yeah, his yeah. job is to. To go get beer for this big party that's going to save the house and all that. Who cares? Um, he he does a big-ass bong rip and then gets lost in the town, which was kind of a cute scene. <laughs> he also had a weird like hallucination that he was on C-SPAN. I loved that no scene. That was so like... At all. like... <laughs> I love the Ted Kennedy scene because he's just like, he's like... super baked and paranoid, right? And it's like, that, yeah. okay, that's a nice little And I get what they were shot. going for, but like... It just seemed so out of place in the movie. It did. It did. It, but it but it made me laugh. Like it was one of the few jokes that I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. I think it, <laughs> like it, it reminded stoners. me of Forrest Gump, like that it technology, because it was around the same year that these years that these came out. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it was very interesting. It's like, wow, this is actually quite well done for the time. That's all I could think about. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But again, like Empire Records, they do the same thing with the Guar concert scene. It's just like, oh god, I hate these movies. But also seeing young Joe Biden with that massive comb over. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of neat. Like this movie has a presence. It's weird to say the concept oh, young god, Joe yeah, Biden because right. he was still like he's probably he still like looks 50s. like an old man in 1993. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. But no, I actually thought that the whole like gutter, which is John Favreau's character, I thought his was kind of as its own little vignette, the cutest. Like, okay, this is just like okay, he's a big moosey kid. He gets sent out to get beer. He he fucks that up, and because he got super high, and he has this goofy hallucination, and then oh, he meets George Clinton, and doesn't yeah. even know it. And I'm like, okay, that little thing, that's cute. I, that's that's not like I even it's not worth the price of admission, but no, it's not. But it's, it's yeah, it's know. harmless. Um, if but, I had to pick something out that wasn't total, that didn't totally fall flat on its face, I suppose that's that yeah. could be said. But for yeah, at least the you amount got to of the Parliament, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the amount of stuff that's in this movie, like jokes and you know comic moments, this movie falls flat on its face far more than almost any comedy of the era that I can remember. There is a lot of extremely not funny attempts at being funny in this movie. Like, it just... I mean, the entire characterization of Jeremy Piven's character, the entire, like, scenario that's literally just re- a rip-off of Animal House, just kind of, like, plucking that plot out and uh, making yep. a less funny, less... I don't know, less... Because it's not as, uh, you know, exploitation-y and it's not as, like 
go for the throat as Animal House is, it ends up just totally being, I don't know, it just feels... Tame. <laughs> yeah, tame and pointless. Like, Neutered. it's just like, why am I watching this movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and this movie's it, trying to... Yeah, go ahead. It acts like it's got something to say, like it's making a point, and I can't figure out at the end of the day what exactly it's trying to say. Like, oh, we we don't like the, you know, the... the the white nationalist, you know, Republican frat over there. We don't like the, but we also don't like the liberal, you know, whatever activist groups in the yeah. liberal direction of the university. Like, but we also are going to preach this. Can't we all get along? Shit. And then I don't know. Like his his big moment at the end when he's given that speech. It's like this is real. This is the speech that's going to do it. Like this is not. Yeah. If if just like if the movie had its point being something about how hey you know and this is something that i've even complained about not to get too political but the movie's pcu right um for a piece of shit just like how republicans complain about each other they they infight you know they've got the rhinos republican in name only right Right, which would mean a more moderate republican usually Mm. right the left does have a problem with kind of eating their own same you know if this was a movie trying to say, hey, your disagreements are valid, but we need to learn how to band together because these assholes are fucking worse. Yeah. That would have been really cool, but it wasn't. No. <laughs> they, yeah, I was going to say, they, they have the, the pieces there to tell that story, but they nobody actually attempted to show up and do that. Like <laughs> Exactly. And that's yeah. what, I think, looking back at this movie, yeah, I thought some of the gags when I was... 16 of this movie you know or you know even younger uh were, were kind of clever or funny watching it now i'm like no nah, it's just dumb there's a few things that i still kind of go eh, okay i liked that person's like laugh or reaction or something like you know visceral like that mm-hmm. um but overall yeah this is a pretty lame movie it doesn't really go anywhere it's all just kind of a rehash of what's been done better before um but looking at it today where we are very polarized and the right fight among themselves, the left fight among themselves, but both agree each other fucking suck, right? <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, the, you know, this this feels like a bigger disappointment now than it probably was in 1994. Well, I feel like this movie uh, actually does unify both sides of the political spectrum because we can all universally agree this movie sucks oh yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this movie's a poor representation of uh, all of us so i think you nailed the nailed the um or hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that the you know the joe rogan crowd's probably real into the philosophy of this movie yeah. so it's very that's the yeah, thing it's like very much a libertarian kind of because i compared this like to a south park thing it's like look we're, we're part of neither of these sides as like a certain um, not to call it libertarians, but that's what the libertarians that I know personally think that they're mm-hmm. doing. It's like, no, you're just, you're still like conservative. You're still on a side. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. Everything's pretty half-baked. It, it yeah. almost feels like, and, you know, fuck it, I'll say it. It almost feels like this, the, the blanket statement of libertarianism is, I want to side with this one side, but I don't want their baggage. Well, it's it's so like I want to slide to with the side that lets me do whatever I want to do. But you can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. You you can't be like <laughs> I I voted for Trump for two years. I mean, I don't agree with everything the guy's said and done. I'm like anybody can say that about someone they voted for. Let's talk about what it was, right? Yeah. Let's not just say blanket. Well, you know. Now that's that's that kind of cop out, and I'm sure if any of our listeners are libertarian, well, you know, fuck you, figure it out. But uh, you know, it. <laughs> well, I think the Jeremy Piven like, character is perfect for that, like that representation. That I just want to have a good time and party, right? I just want to have a good time with minimal consequences, no matter mm-hmm. what I do and how extreme it is. Minimal consequences. Yeah. Because in the end of the day, I'm just trying to have fun, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, there are no consequences in the, this no. this scenario because they they do some stuff in here that's more destructive than you see, and even in like some of the fraternity movies of the you know eighties and such, um, they break into 
places steal beer, trash trash somebody's car. Who's uh, who, who's they say it's like, hey, hey, at least we trash that fucking prick kid's car, and he's like, that's not my car. But they leave it totally like, then whose car fucking was that? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you you have trashed a vehicle, and like I don't. There are no repercussions for anything that they do. And they even bring up that he's been in college for seven years, which I'm not trying to shame anybody who's like, you know, struggled their way through college. That's not the situation here. This is like the Van Wilder thing. I stopped at six and a half. But, (laughs) yeah, right. But the... (laughs) But it wasn't from partying. He also makes comments the whole time, Art like student. about like how he's getting out of there. It took him seven years. He's finally gonna be out of there. Yeah, da 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 da. Uh, he's making like arrangements, like take care of this place while I'm gone, kind of thing. And then at the end of the movie, he tells the freshman dude, like, "See you in the fall." Like it's like, oh wait a second, you're not actually graduating. What's going on? Like right. we, can't, we can't even be consistent from beginning to end of the script about. Like, and like, let let's not forget the fact that you know. Everybody in that movie looks like they're about thirty to thirty-five years old. <laughs> yes. Oh, I so I did the math. I did the the ger- specifically for Jeremy Piven. I don't know why I wanted to. So he's fifty-six <laughs> right now, and this movie was made in ninety-three. Mm-hmm. So twenty-eight years ago, he was twenty-eight years old. I wasn't yeah. far off. I but I mean that number there. It's just like, oh, look, it's split. I don't know. For me, that made me happy. <laughs> like, that little it, bit, like, 28 years and ago. You know, I, 28. I, I and, you yeah, know, I don't like, want to hate on Jeremy Piven. Because I he always kind of plays a similar character. He always plays Jeremy yeah. Piven, yeah. But, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. I got no reason to think otherwise. <laughs> But he always plays kind of an ass, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, if you listen to this, please promote our. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, well, I don't want to be a dick. Just for I no mean, reason. he said he was probably a pretty nice guy. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> also, choose a hairline. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> There's that too. Like, I, I just like to think because honestly, I really like the movie Smoke and Aces. <laughs> I was gonna um, say I'm thinking about that movie too. We it's, it's actually a fun movie, right? It it's is. like a fun action movie. I'd Which like you to bring think up that, Van Wilder and, you know, what's his... Right, I like Kevin to think PCU. that this is canon. Like, he went from this <laughs> to being a magician, a coked-out magician, who, like, a whole bunch of people were trying to kill. Like, I could see this character. And Van Wilder became an FBI agent. I, I could see... We could see, connect the whole thing. What's his name in this? God, it was so fucking forgettable. Um... Draws. Oh, Jeremy Piven Draws. Draws. Yeah. Okay. I think he had an actual name at some point, but like yeah. James I could see, Draws Andrews. Was I the could name see of the Draws turning into the magician from Smoke and Aces that everybody was trying to kill. He's a killable yeah. character. I get yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I mean nothing against Jeremy Piven because he, the, the, the role he always plays, it's the same. But he does it well. Like, if you need a, a fast-talking douchebag, you get Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he good at what he does. That, that yeah. was, well, he he was really good entourage. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. Because, yeah, it was a good character to play. But, yeah. you know. What, so, about, uh, what about David Spade in this movie? Uh, yeah. uh, I have a note. I just said, David Spade, actually, this tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Especially the early 90s David Spade. That's what I was he thinking. Is, this like is like Weasley dude. Who you always figured David Spade was, or at least the okay, the characters David Spade plays. David Spade himself, again, like you know, not saying personal, but this is the person like every character David Spade played. You you would imagine they are behind closed doors. Like he's just kind of like doing that character, but just all out in the open. So yeah, yeah. Again, I could see this character a few years later, you know, going on a road trip with Chris Farley. It's, it's yeah. the same character. It's the same yeah. thing we've seen in, in and then running for you know help being, a being campaign named manager. as the handler for yeah the uh, yeah the campaign manager. I could just see all of this happening. Um, I I like the different shades of David Spade. The different shades of Spade. Interesting. Um, yeah, in it's that, all the same. <laughs> well, it, no, what I mean is like it's different. trademark that. So when he writes his autobiography, shades yeah. of Spade. I mean, they're kind of shades of like. 
uh, conservative American conservative representation because on one end it's the preppy richy rich boy and then and when you look at the Joe Dirt end, I rest my case. I'm just saying. So so what you're saying is David Spade's acting career can be summarized as shades of taupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Again, <laughs> TM treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. It's one of those movies. Uh, um, do you have any like specific examples or things that stood out of? Uh, oh God, probably not like best moments in this movie. Let's think most memorable moments, uh, most inappropriate moments, most dated moments. Anything that? Uh, it's, uh, anything wow you here? Oh yeah. Um, skipping ahead. Ah, the obligatory '90s ultimate frisbee scene. Yeah. I like, was gonna say Gary Busey. Gary no, Busey. Gary. Is it Jake? Gary? Jake Busey. Jake Busey. Yeah. Still freaks me the fuck out. I didn't think he could freak me out any further, but seeing him as a strung out fucking stoner with dreads, because something about that that whole essence and how it's so real, the super blondes for some reason. I, I, I'll know, I'll give this movie. Freak me the fuck out. I'll give this movie this. <laughs> they nailed the uber stoner from the mid nineties. Yeah, I mean, okay it, 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 it kept going. I've, I've met those stoners. <laughs> yeah, we all. I, I think no. that is like the yeah. universal like truth. Yeah, the kind that would have referred to a frisbee as the bee. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I when they the, and, and even in that scene, like it's it's a fucking spin doctor's video that they regrettably didn't make. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great scene because when they introduce the dog, it's like it's an ultimate frisbee game of like the aggressive feminists against the stoned out, you know, bong rip hippies. And the hippies are losing because they're baked off their ass. And they introduce the dog, who's just adorable. So it's great. So it's like a border collie, you know, playing Um, frisbee. That was like, God. Damn it! Such this a is cheap so... attempt at a joke. It's not. It's it, just so poorly. Yes. Poorly done. It's bad. It's like it. it I guess what's it's a. It's almost endearing, how predictable, and and just boilerplate it is. Okay, like, you no know thought what? Went, went into it. We're talking yeah. about that, it kind of reminds me of, <clears throat> like that same level of like kind of cheesiness jokes that you would get in like the not another movies specifically not another yeah. teen movie where yeah. the whole intention of calling out the trope is a joke but with this movie with pcu that is legitly like them just doing a thing they're just copying a thing but they don't go anywhere with it so right. it's 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 like this isn't yeah funny. it's almost it's almost a generic rather than like going out like in the, the not another movies you're right they do the you know, but at like, least there's a punchline. They're legitimately poking fun at the Matrix, or they're legitimately poking fun at Scream. This is just yeah. kind of general, like, yeah, this is what what people do. It's almost like this, if you had AI in, you know, like there's the Google AI thing that writes screenplays if you program it to. It, yeah. It'd be like mm-hmm. if that was available for, for the mid-90s, hey, make a oh, mid-90s yeah. college movie, this is what it would spit out. <laughs> Jeremy Pivot exactly swallows cigarettes. Jeremy is. Pivot sells everything yeah. to anyone. <laughs> Jeremy Piven sells college. And smokes it with friends. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised yeah, we made it through it. Uh, yeah, you know, and I, I, I've approached it with a little less fury, but I think I liked this movie about equal with that Transylvania 6-5000 movie. That's how, like, weak the writing and the jokes and the attempts at being funny are here. Like it's, it's somebody's. Yeah. And, and that, that was a little more in the line of parody than this is that this is, this is just such poor comedy that it comes off as like, Oh, maybe they're trying to parody something, but I'm not even sure that's the case. Like it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a bad copycat of animal house that just can't pull off. Um, Obviously, all of its super dated stereotypes of people that are supposed to be funny are just cringy now. Um, even though and they, they are very specifically nineties. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the um, what, what's the group? Uh, the group of feminists protesters, like the womanists or something. That's it's it's stupid. But um, womanists. Womanists. Yeah. Womanists. Yeah. 
And they've got like, obviously, you know, you have to have your extremist black Muslim, angry mm-hmm. kind of black rage kind of right. Um, you know, all you know they're, and you've got the the hippies that are angry, which doesn't make sense. You've got the burned out, like oh, you know, he deleted. That was another one of my notes. Is that this whole like the whole thing about you've got this pre freshman, which what the fuck is that? It's like he's touring the university, but they send him to like stay at the. When did uh, we give them a nickname? Like, I did not realize they had a nickname. No, I mean I came and visited a a couple colleges. Like I don't. First of all, I didn't get to meet anybody other than like Mm -hmm. the faculty person. That and then you know. Second of all, I didn't get called anything for sure. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they call the the kid a pre-frosh the whole time. Yeah, pre like a pre-freshman. Like he's not committed, but anyway, it was a it's a gimmick. Um, that whole thing about like oh you've got a kid he's on campus for the week uh, weekend or whatever, and he's fucking up everything. Like he's pissing everybody off. He he pisses off the people that protest everything. I forget what they're called because it's not worth remembering. By well, they throw they they throw meat at they the throw vegans. meat. There's which a is vegan like what, protest. They which, which, they dump hamburger on them. Um, okay, so a thing about that that really just <laughs> didn't fucking make any sense to me is they're like, ooh, the cafeteria's doing chili burgers today. I like chili burgers, but I'm the, hungry. Let's I'm eat. hungry. Let's go yeah. eat. But oh, the protest people are here saying no, don't do it. So my way around it is to sneak around them. Like I'm a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon character, and I'm gonna go up into the tower and throw all the meat out the window at him. Yeah, dude, just cook the fucking it's meat. The best eat they it, could right? come up with for a, a prank to pull on the vegans. So I that mean, was the whole goal just, was to eat. They just wanted to eat, and they just threw everything. Yeah, it was stupid, yeah. right? Yeah, so dumb. So, so there's that, and because well, they, they all and the, the, all the pit. The pit crew. I don't know. They, they didn't yeah. even use that, and they should have. Uh, but yeah, the yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, all the people <laughs> from the pit, yeah, um, were the ones throwing the meat. But they look up and only see, you know, pre fresh dude. Like okay. yeah. So, so they're now, the first group of people chasing him. So they're. I got, I'm he, gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go even further in the frustration of that scene is that one of the metal containers that that you know for cafeteria food where you put the food in. Was just filled to the rim with just raw ground beef. With raw meat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, that's not how that's done. No, like why? Something's is... wrong with that kitchen at like staff because like you don't fill a fucking five gallon fucking thing yeah. full of just fucking raw ground beef. It's like a kid's cereal yeah. bowl full of ground beef with a spoon and you're like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> it's right? like, why was some of that cooked and some of it not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I noticed that too. T-bone steaks, by the way. Like, right. how did he give a T-bone steak? How many fucking, like, it, yeah, like it was, community it was colleges so served stupid. T-bone steak? <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I was like, here's some half-cooked T-bones and then, yeah. like, 30 I mean, pounds of ground beef raw. <laughs> Breaking it's down Salisbury that one scene is a great example of what this entire movie is like. Like that is like yeah. the, lo- the the two seconds it takes of applying the most basic of logic to break down everything in this movie. Well, not then, really so, so Prefresh gets running, right? He's running for his life from the the people that this week they're protesting, you know, meet, and he bumps into a group of black students who seem very angry, and now they hate him. Because he's white. Because he's white and bumped into yeah, them. And all, literally all he does is bump into them. He yeah, doesn't do he doesn't even. Do there's not even else. like a, a yeah. There's not Which, even like a Chevy Chase Chase like trip over and knock a bunch of stuff over or anything. It's no, just it's it's it, Pee Wee didn't even knock over the bikes here. This is yeah. just he so that, bumped into them and it was so like in this thing where they're I mean, trying to show like all oh, these people are overly sensitive. Like no, you're portraying them straight as being up racist there. Like, racist, like, <laughs> suggesting that, that this is how people are acting is that, like, oh, if you're white, I'm just angry at you. No, that's not what's going on. Yeah, because um, every other group of people, they were give, there was a reason they were mad. I'm not yeah. saying it was good or clever or funny, but they didn't give the, the, the black uh, characters any reason to be mad at him besides that he bumped no. into them and he's white. Like, yeah, yeah, that was really fucked up. Yep. Um, and then the way they portrayed like the feminist, 
the feminist women, which is just like, oh, there's a man coming, make a wall. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Again, who the fuck are the heroes in this movie? This is a, a group, a script written by a people. group of men that have never met any, like, feminist women, or at least they, they watched them from across the campus square and imagined what they might be like. The moral that is really kind of pushed out of PCU is, hey, don't worry about it. Just just be a, just be a cool, fun, chill white guy. Yeah. That's the and moral. I, and then you will be the person that tells teaches everyone else how to get along. Cause that's, right. Yeah. Because my life it's our, is It's together. like the laziest great white hope story <laughs> in the yeah, world. It's, <laughs> it's like the great white slack. <laughs> I mean, but if you think about it, this is just a, a very poor movie on top of all that bullshit. But there was a lot of movies like that in the 90s where the slacker, you know, the white slacker guy was the guy that brought everybody together. Like, he was always the guy that had the, you know, the, the token black friend. And the, he was I, also I, friends with, like, the lesbian feminist, you know, girls. And he was friends with all the, you know... Always the the cool dude that just got along with everyone, and he ended up making it happen at the end. And yeah, so and it know, is. It's just another version of that same like great white hope story. <laughs> Most likely are... to leave their kids and cheat on their wives goes to yeah, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case, but <laughs> I, I, the thing that really pisses dive. me this off. This is going to be like the weirdest coincidence, and Jeremy Piven somehow is actually going to hear this episode. And uh, well, I. I just want to be fair, you know, like I'm not blaming a person's performance because the no. performance is, I, I can't complain about like, oh, everybody was terrible in this movie because it was a shitty script. So, well, okay. yeah, Jeremy Piven endorsed Bernie Sanders in the 2016 election. So he's got that working for him. Yeah. I, he he like, does a lot like of cool anti-malaria like stuff. Guy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, wait, then I see sexual assault allegations. Oh, that was a quick turn. All really? right. <laughs> Really? Never Google. Never Google. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Are you serious? There are? No. Yeah. 2017. Oh, shit. I'm not reading them right now, but... Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway. Yuck. I don't... Anyway, like, there it, it still is. makes no real bearing <laughs> yeah. on... I Regardless. feel less bad about saying bad things about him, but that's... Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. No, and, and um, Jessica Walter is, is usually great in stuff, uh, and she just is nothing really as the president of the university in this like um i i you, you know remember her best from arrested development obviously uh that's kind of a favorite character of mine but yeah i don't know it's a it's a non-arrival role she's given a bunch of like really taxing lines about you know what's the i'm trying to remember what the joke is about she's replacing like some like core curriculum class with like asian bisexual studies or something like that yeah and yeah it's like i don't know they're just like they're not even clever poke fun at the liberal jokes like it's just no you know because i could i could laugh at anything if it's well written it's it's fine but it's uh this is i mean i did laugh is... at it but not for the reason it wanted me to yeah. like i laughed i'm like i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the strain of things that you combined yeah. The I, one I, good thing... Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Well, I was just getting to that. There's, like, a few positives. Or like, One is a stupid thing, which is there's a scene at the end when they're doing their big we're not going to protest, which is the weirdest climax ever, by the way. The we're not going to protest protest? Yeah, that was just mind-boggling. Um, one of the hippies is there when everybody's clapping. All he does is just kind of go, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And I've always thought that was funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's it's one of those simple it's, little, like, heh, I mean, yeah, clever. there's a couple of little things there. There's like a couple there, of little but... things. And the fact that George Clinton's in the movie. Yes. And, 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 and Ryan brought and, that up earlier, but yes, absolutely. Funkadelic. And they that, get a good, like, amount of screen time because there's really nothing else going do. on in this movie. So, yeah, right. that part's and fun. That is the only, like, redeeming thing i don't know if it redeems the movie but it's like goddamn it does I'm almost not. angry but it's that it has <laughs> that good point to it like well it's it's the college movie with george clinton and parliament funkadelic in it yeah fuck which means if i really want to see that and and it's it's cool there are some cool scenes with like the whole band on stage it's yeah frustrating 
And you get like <laughs> two songs worth of like you know full songs worth of his material. Well, I mean, there's a few little scenes going on, but basically it's just a long extended party scene with George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. So yeah, I'll yeah, take this that. Is the that celebrity was that was we could get. <laughs> that was my one walk away from this. Like, yeah, that was fun. Uh, that piece of it, like that's my one positive because I don't yeah. think I have any more. <laughs> tell you the no. truth, no. <laughs> like, I don't, Jeremy I don't Piven really. possibly swallowing his cigarette. That's it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to see other other notes I have are just ug the balls and shaft thing. No, oh, yeah. The the, the, the preppy waspy joke. Yeah, skull and bones was like balls and shaft. It's like that's just yeah, just dumb. Once again, it's like something from one of those parody movies, but this isn't a parody movie. Yeah, yeah and it's not even like it's, it's not like, a like bad they, SNL scat. You would have to be pretty like. I happen to know what you know skull and bones is and i'm not sure everybody does so to even like get that joke like you'd have to have that knowledge in the first place and then equate it to the balls and shaft thing so yeah it's not it's not a good joke (laughs) how about the david spade trying to answer the passwords to get into his own clubhouse with the ball and shaft people low-hanging fruit very easy for everyone greatest president who is ronald reagan I think I can. What was the other ones? Ah, they were just so, like, weird. Oh, the other one was, um, uh, well, there was the who's the greatest greatest president was Ronald Reagan. Um, it was was something about, like, yacht shoes. Yeah, lot shoes. And then then there was the, you know, who killed, who killed Jesus Christ, and it was the Jews. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one, yeah. That was lowest like, hanging fruit right there. Like you just really went for the balls and shaft. Yeah. Yeah. It. And you could make I don't know. Like again, that's a situation you could have made humorous. Like the, the staunchly Republican, fraternity boys kind of thing. That could have been funny. But yeah, it wasn't. They, they didn't well, put any and, effort into it. And so so you know we usually do this earlier, but Ryan, had you seen this one before? No, but it's funny because okay. I remember. So the box art is one yeah. of those things that I saw constantly it. in the v, like rentals wherever mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, like Jeremy Piven like wearing the gown without the pants on. Oh, the, the girl, the girl on him for some reason. Yeah, yeah. which there is none of that. There no. is none of that. And Eric, had you seen this before? <laughs> no, but I have the exact same story as Ryan. I remember seeing the box in the rental store all the never, time. So like, never interested me then. No, I I'm not even sure I really knew what so, it was. So but, I, I'm the only yeah. one. Okay, well, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I had seen this one before, and I remember my my initial impression was I liked that it was funny. It, you know, there were the jokes landed, but I think back to mid to late '90s. You know, like teenage. Yeah. Okay. The the the, the low hanging fruit would have been funny at the time, but you know, it has not aged well at all. Um, in fact, it's it's kind of like it's not even good jokes about who they're trying. No, to I mean honestly, these jokes are kind of the equivalent of like, why did the chicken cross the road? You know, yeah. <laughs> like they're just they're not funny. They're just kind of caricatures. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. They're caricatures. They're not even clever caricatures. They're just. So I, I guess I, I guess me yeah. also kind of admitting that like yeah, I remember a time in the '90s when this was considered funny because it even even like the Siskel and Ebert review was it um yeah Roger Ebert said some positive things yeah he was like this has a great premise building up it just didn't have faith in its own work or something like that Um, mind you this is the year that Jim Carrey came out as as a big star because he had you know the uh Dumb and Dumber Ace Ventura was yeah. the mask as well? The mask was the third yeah, one. I think all three of those. Yeah, were gross out, the slapstick style, edgy. What they considered edgy at the time. But all of those movies, and and they've all, you know, Ace Ventura. We've talked about having problematic things in it, obviously, and Very. not aging well. But all three of those movies, even the mask, which is not a good movie, um, I love all it. aged better than this thing. Like they're yeah. all better movies. Like it's yeah, I don't know. 
I will feels say that like the mask amalg- is a very good comic movie in terms of a comic book movie. Yeah, and I would, I'd like to, to, I'd like to actually cover the mask at some point. Uh, I think yeah, it would be a yeah. fun one to do. Um, <laughs> Eric, I'm not ready for this. But, I'll watch it again. No, I think it'd be worth doing. I don't want to put the sequel, but... Um, no, that is not. <laughs> this feels like an MTV music video, like a bunch of them they couldn't make work, so they just slammed them together and said, let's call yeah. it a film. It, it just doesn't flow yeah. very well. Um, like, everything feels very cardboard. Um, the Most of the jokes fall flat. I don't know, I'm already kind of getting into my final thoughts and review, but... Yeah, let's, let's do it. We're do there. It. Just... Keep going, Joe. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I... As I just said, yeah. It feels like it was just kind of, like, thrown together. It has, like, MTV vibes from the mid-90s. I don't know. This was a weird time capsule to go back into, especially since I'd seen it before. Um, revisiting it, kind of going, like, I used to probably think parts of this were funny, and they're just dumb now. You know, like, you've outgrown that style of comedy. And... There's still, I again, I still have like a soft spot, I guess, for the John Favreau storyline because it's simple and stupid, but at least it's not. We've all like, been I, scared I and see... stoned. We can sympathize. <laughs> I could, well, yeah, I could see the same story being told today about like a college kid who gets too high, right? Like you just said, we can all relate to it, or something like, and he meets his like a rock like a, a music star that he didn't even know he really liked that much. Yeah. Um, Weird Al Yankovic. That's who he can put in. Yeah, if it was Weird Al. Like, somebody got so high, they ended up on Weird Al's tour bus. That could be told in 2022, and it'd be fucking hilarious. You know? <laughs> or it'd at least be like, that's awesome. I like that, because everybody likes these people. And I think George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic are like that. You can... yeah. And I, that's the only thing, that's why it pisses me off. Like, I can't completely say this movie is fucking worthless because it's the only film I know about where what brings everybody together at the end is George Clinton. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I really yeah. like... I if they would have like ended with the party and that was and that was where all the, like, the peace and love and everybody's, you know, getting together because of George Clinton, which yeah. kind of happened at the party, right? If they would have left it at that, I would have been like, okay, well, they pulled it together at the end there, but not nah, they had to go on to the, the last scene, so... No, no. So I guess that leaves me with, like, I can't completely say this movie is worthless. It's at least has the George Clinton stuff. So I'm going to give it a D... Um, I'm not going to go D minus because I think John Favreau stuff's fine. You know, like that, it, there's a, there's a cute, like, oh, that's kind of funny that goes with it. So I'm just going to give it a mid-level D. I'm not going to totally fail the movie because it has like these out of context moments that are fine. But overall, I think that the, the storytelling, this is like a great example of a movie that doesn't age well. And that's not me trying to be overly woke. I'm just trying to say that. It just doesn't fucking work after about 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Yeah, I'm going to carry with that, too, is, like, this movie's, like, the grade I'm going to give it and my views of it, actually, it's just like, yeah, no, it didn't age well with the political correctness. I know, given what it's called, that's what it's trying to make fun of. But it's not really strongly that. It's just, it's also just not interesting. Even the jokes that it's trying to fucking make are just so boring so that's gonna lower the grade even further it's like ah this is not a good movie (laughs) like even even if you are somebody who wants to like make fun of political correctness this movie is not like the leading fucking uh you know way to go about it um i would say that like there's nothing else i could really add this movie's essentially um uh give me a second here this movie's kind of like the the the, the sad pre-cum mop bucket found in the hallway of most fucking glory holes. Like, it didn't even get to the hole yet. Um, I actually wrote that down so I had to read it. <laughs> um, Remind to ask Ryan later how he knows that. Okay, go on. I'm just thinking, what's the saddest thing that something could be? Nice. No, I'm just... I'm thinking, what is the saddest thing something could be? And that is the pre-cum mop bucket of a glory hole, which means that you came before you even got to the glory. Like, that's sad. Yeah, that's and the there's thing. a mop bucket for you. Um, and you're that mop bucket. 
but so anyways, it's a sad on sad on sad. There's a lot of layers when you break it down. But like where this movie is just like, hey, we're going to take you to the heaven of parliament. Like by like, let's reach parliament is if you see a parliament's playing as like heavenly. This movie is deserves the pit, which is an internal eternity in this hell where you all you hear is afternoon delight. And I'm making the reference to the movie itself. <laughs> we could yeah. we didn't talk about the absolute the jokes like almost worked, scene. but yeah yeah but no this movie is like d minus i have no fucking qualms of giving it that uh it'd probably go lower but i know for a fact that we've seen worse movies that are more painful this movie isn't painful enough it's just yeah. fucking boring yeah i'm gonna agree with almost everything you guys said except for the redeeming parts um like <laughs> no i do agree about the george clinton stuff but i don't think even george clinton uh moments of, of this movie the musical moments would would make me sit through it again now having said that i i do you know i do realize it's not 1994 anymore i'm not the target audience for this movie in 1994 so i'm obviously coming at it from a different place had i seen it you know, in contemporary times, I might have, you know, as well had a different opinion of it, but I didn't. And I have to give you my opinion on it now. So um, it's you're not all a, better for it. <laughs> yeah, it's not only like you said, right, it's not only dated. It's also not a good movie. It's not a good script. It's not well performed. It's not a good there's not good jokes. There's just nothing really that stands out about it. Um, I don't know. It commits kind of the ultimate crime that a comedy can do. And that's the obvious one. It's not funny. Like, it doesn't do anything that's funny or clever. The jokes are all low-hanging fruit, and most of them don't even land. It makes Deuce Bigelow look like a comic masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> seriously, there are more laughs in that movie by far than this one. I would even go as far as to say, watch Deuce Bigelow before you ever consider watching PCU, and I wouldn't say that about mo- many things. Um, I if don't you have want the f- a person to do a PCU-style movie and make fun of political correctness, then yeah, you get Rob Schneider, and he'll play all of them. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't have the, the, the fury at this thing that I did, you know, at a few other movies that I just really hated. And that's because, like, it's just not, I don't know, it's worth not it. worth it. It's yeah. not worth <laughs> I, I just can't get anything about it. It's just not there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just give this thing an F. It sucks. I would just, uh, I yeah, let's, let's bury this one back in the junkyard forever if we can. Put it uh, in the pit. We the officially thing, now have a pit. Do, yeah. <laughs> I do have a positive. Wow. The positive is this. That is, it has elevated dirty work to such a higher level that we paired the two of them together that, you know, um, I it agree. looks so good compared to this yeah. movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so there we have it. It went from an, uh, from a D to a D minus to an F. I think it's a, a good um, average there. I, you know, that, that seems it's to be about where it falls. But we would, of course, love to hear any of our listeners' perspectives on PCU. Um, please feel free to share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms with the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod or find us on Facebook at the main Video Junkyard Podcast page. If you write it, we'll read it, and we would love to hear from you. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you want to hear more, head over to Video Junkyard Podcast, or sorry, head over to patreon.com slash Video Junkyard Podcast and uh, check out our Patreon page. We uh, do, for the low cost of just $2 a month, offer a, um, a lots of additional exclusive material there, including conversations about other movies and media that we're enjoying, um, and really, well, just whatever pops up in our pre-show conversations and etc., um so yeah hop over there become part of the uh, video junkyard podcast family and uh we would love to have you uh coming up on the podcast we'd like to have you back to join us we're going to look at a couple of nick cage classics bring in the uh well the 200th episode is actually going to be next week so we'll decide which one it's going to be but we're going to look at willie's wonderland and con air so a little old cage little newer cage uh, followed by uh, revisiting some 80s uh, sci-fi films. We're going to watch Silent Running and Enemy Mine. Um, then we're going to watch uh, some, some kung fu movies, too, that I'm not, I, I haven't seen. So I'm looking forward to watching The Man with the Iron Fists and uh, Fist of Legend. So lots of fisting coming up here on the Video Jack Herod podcast. <laughs> what we do best, <laughs> just so you know. 
So yeah, you'll you'll be sure to join us for that. Oh yeah, who would? Right. <laughs> now that we have the now that we're using video, especially. Yes. So. <laughs> Holy shit. How soon can we implement the 3D technology? You know, technology? It's, you're right, because it's it's hearing you say that versus seeing you say that. Yeah, so... Um, I'll get the bucket, boys. <laughs> Come for the political correctness. Stay for the Stay fisting. Stay for the pre-cum bucket. <laughs> of course, we want to thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkier podcast. And hope you've enjoyed your time, which, of course, you have. Why wouldn't you? Uh, that you'll be uh, willing to share it around with all of your friends and family and mortal enemies. And so, uh, please do so. And until next time, this is the Video Junkier podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Stiskel saying... Pack up your rape culture and take a hike. We're not interested in your penis. Wait, wait, I think he's offering us a beer. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.